welcome back to the Just Interesting People podcast. Today we are joined by Liz, so thank you so much for tuning in. I'll pass over to Jeremy to introduce her properly, um, but thank you so much for being here and we really hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, hi Liz. Hi Jeremy. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, a quick background, uh, Liz and I met in September last year. Uh, we did the entire gratitude training journey together um and uh, yeah i i wanted you to i wanted to record an episode with you uh because well throughout the the process and the training uh i got to know a little bit about you and uh and you're a really cool girl you're a badass (laughs) (laughs) Um, you too (laughs) so there is a lot of things we could talk about um so i'm not sure where this is gonna take us uh we're just gonna start and 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 we'll see uh because like you so liz is a a video producer uh she does like pretty cool video music clip and stuff like that um here in miami and uh, but yeah we're gonna talk about about all that um let's let's start with the basic uh like where you come from who you are give us a little quick intro by yourself awesome so thank you guys so much for having me this is an honor um so my name is liz gonzalez i'm a video producer in miami um i work mostly music videos and commercials and i'm also a screenwriter um I come from Cuban-American descent. I'm a first-generation Cuban-American. My parents were born in Cuba. They left communism very quickly. Like everyone in Miami. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> much. yeah, like a lot of people in Miami. Uh, they left early on, like in 61 and 63. Mm. Uh, they were both very young. My dad came by himself. So they were both very much um, self-made. Mm-hmm. Um, they came from very little in my dad's case like nothing um and they built themselves up and yeah they really instilled that in me um yeah so we i grew up or i was born in miami i grew up in a really small rural town in georgia um and when i say small i mean 200 people including like the goats and the cows Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> like our our county only had one high school. Our county only had one middle school. Whoa. Um so it was a huge difference from growing up in Miami. I was yeah. very very different from like what my cousins experienced. Um I only spoke Spanish when I moved to my uh, moved to this small town mm. that's called Avalon, Georgia. So, uh, yeah, actually, it's really crazy. My dad ended up becoming the mayor of this really small well, town. Well, I mean, if, if he was the only one fighting cows and sheep, that was... <laughs> yeah, there was no one that was going to go against him. So imagine a Cuban man named Gus Gonzalez... <laughs> became the mayor of this really small redneck town yeah that's That's quite ironic yeah especially right now (laughs) so like i grew up (laughs) i grew up with the idea that this was my daddy's kingdom 
because <laughs> I mean there was no one else like and you're the princess. Uh, I was the princess. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I grew up in this small town. I love it. Um, obviously, I don't love the political views so much, mm-hmm. but I really do love the southern hospitality. The everyone say that. It's you don't beautiful. have the accent though. You don't have the like <laughs> Southern American like. Well, I had to fight real hard to keep it. <laughs> I mean, to get rid of it. <laughs> I so imagine I came here only speaking Spanish, and then my, then I went to Miami to visit my cousins, and they all bullied the crap out of me. <laughs> They're like, "You're a redneck." I'm like, "No, I'm not." <laughs> So I fought it. I was like, no, no, no. I'm enunciating for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Every syllable. (laughs) And that's how I became great at English. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I grew up in this town. Uh, I I love the people. I I loved my farm life. We, We have land here. So I grew up on a farm. So I would like run away from home all the time. Yeah. I'd be like, mom, I'm leaving. I'm grabbing my stuffed animals and I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like walk for like to an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd come back for dinner. I'm back. <laughs> but I'll be gone again. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and when did you come back to Miami? I moved. So I went to the University of Georgia uh which was like an hour and a half away from where i grew up um i got my my bachelor's in journalism and screenwriting there and then i uh moved to miami in 2013 okay so yeah i moved to back yeah i moved into my grandmother's old house Mm. which was really great it was actually it's the yard where my parents got married is the inner house you still yeah this house right now oh cool yeah and and now i've just made like my house and my yard or my sanctuary yeah it's uh yeah so you came to miami just after your degree Mm -hmm. to and and you got your first job right here Yeah. yeah so um i started working at the miami herald i had a connection Um, and with that connection, I worked, actually, I worked in the obituary section. Um, so I was helping. Exciting. It was. (laughs) Journalism. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, it was really perfect. I really, I'm, I'm a strong believer in like synchronicities and, um, my father had passed like, Mm. I guess about three, two years before I moved down to Miami. Okay. Um, and and then I went straight into like the obituary section at the Miami Herald. That was like the only opening that they had. So I it was really cool because I got to help a lot of people write their obituaries and like really, you know, break down what had just happened and I was mm. I was kind of the perfect person for that at that time, you know? Mm. Um so it was a lot of healing for me, and I feel that I was able to help a lot of people with their healing at that time as well. Right. Um, so then and there I met a, I met a man who his wife was a producer, 
mm-hmm. of uh, of commercials. Mm. So that was my first job, and then from there, I worked another one. I worked a J Lo music video. Here we are, girl. Yeah. <laughs> did you meet her? I did. I oh my god! Spent. <laughs> I spent like six days with her because we were working on four music videos in six days. Whoa. It was insane. Which ones? It was I Love You, Poppy. Um, The one that she did for um, the World Cup. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, And the big one. What was the big one? Uh, It was the one with Ricky Martin and we seen... um, crap i forgot it's fine <laughs> i loved her like back in the day like jenny from the block and all oh, that yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's Everyone so cool you get to meet people like that yeah yeah so it was that was awesome so that was like my first experience also my first experience of um of not sleeping and realizing <laughs> what this industry really was like. Yeah. That, that's when you become uh, became a workaholic, right? Yeah, and that <laughs> was that was. No, I was born a workaholic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I that was definitely something that I was like, oh shit, like this is this is serious. There's a, like a lot of money on the line. There's a lot of like people busting their asses to. I hope I can cuss. Yes. <laughs> um you know busting their asses to to get it done and it 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 takes you know you do whatever it takes Mm. (laughs) oh what the fuck (laughs) um yeah so that was great um just for the newbies like me exactly what what do you do as a producer? What exactly? Because like, that's one of the titles that we know it, but I, I feel like I don't really know what it is. <laughs> no one knows what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a and secret. it's actually, it's, that's awesome. And that's an awesome question because like in that first job that I did that I worked with J-Lo, um, well, that was the first time I worked with J-Lo. I've worked with her in other points as well. I but can't believe J-Lo was your first time. Like, yes. Yeah. Nice. Like, <laughs> what was, was my first job? Was, uh, not that. <laughs> and there i was a production assistant so i was actually driving vehicles so i was driving benny medina uh her manager the one who produced um fresh prince of Mm bel-air wow yeah so benny medina is huge obviously he's awesome um and i got to learn a lot from him he's completely an asshole but completely (laughs) a genius at the same time you know um so that was really that was really inspiring. Um, so a producer, <laughs> it because people call themselves producers in lots of different ways. Mm. There's music producers, there's music video producers, all this stuff. Um, so I think the easiest way to explain that is a producer makes the director's vision come to life. Okay. So a lot of logistics. So my job most of the time is they well as a producer because i also work as a production manager hmm. but it's all it's all logistics mm-hmm. it's all making it happen i okay. i hire crews so i'm the one who you know puts the deals together that like if i have a dp from france that i really want i'm the one who will write the deal memo send it to their agent to get them okay. hired whatever mm-hmm. um also i'd be the one who 
who just kind of puts it all together. Yeah, so as a director, I'm coming, okay, I want to film this. It's going to be like a guy on the boat dancing, blah, blah, blah. Like, I give you my, my, my story and mm-hmm. you're going to make it happen. Yes. You're going to get everything together. Or I'm going to tell you, you only have X amount of money. Yeah, you need to cut to. this down <laughs> and take out three helicopters and no explosions because yeah. we're making a commercial for craft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get it. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of times you, directors you, will come. You're going to get a drone and not an helicopter. And yeah. <laughs> I know. Thank God for drones. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what a producer does. So, a producer okay. just puts it all together um, and he, they hired their team. So okay. they hire a production manager and the production coordinator and then production assistants. Okay. So like going into the industry, like if you want to be any kind of anything in the industry, uh, you typically start as a PA, as a production assistant. And that you do whatever it takes, you know. Yeah, yeah. You go get coffee or you pick up boxes or you do whatever needs to happen. Yeah. And then you um, make connections. and. Yeah. And then, yeah. And so I've just been like going up. So I don't always work as a producer. I will say that I work as a production coordinator sometimes, depending on the pos- depending on the job. Yeah. Like if I'm working on a really big job from LA that they don't know me, I might get hired as a production coordinator initially, and then after they work with me a couple of times, I'll be the production manager. Okay. And yeah. Yeah. So you run your your own company, right? Yes, I have my yeah. own company, but. That's that hasn't been. I haven't been producing under my own company at this uh, okay. point. Okay, you're getting hired by people to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I right see. now I'm a freelance. I'm completely freelance. Right. So completely independent. Which okay. I mean, honestly, I love. Um, when it comes to like times like COVID, it's been a little more difficult. Obviously, yeah. just yeah. but jobs just kind of went away. Period. You know, we yeah. couldn't have more than ten people in a room, and we need. Yeah makes it hard you need like 30 (laughs) people to me you know to do about anything um but but yeah okay um to keep going on this subject i i remember um i think it was at part one of the training um you 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 said something along the line that right now you are doing a lot of jobs uh really Miami like uh so like reggaeton video clip with girls half naked and shaking their ass and 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 that's about it mm-hmm. um and you uh, I know this is bothering you inside because you it's not what you want to be doing and it's not aligned with your values right absolutely yeah do you wanna yeah explain I'll, to us about that <laughs> yeah absolutely so I um Number one, I'm a feminist. Yes. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> um, also, I'm a lesbian, and I um, I have seen the effects <laughs> of these types of videos on on humanity. <laughs> so a lot of times, I um, I mean, I could say honestly, like the people that I work with are upstanding people. Sometimes the storylines aren't great, or if there is a storyline, let's be yeah. honest, there's no storyline. <laughs> these pitbull videos, they're just asses. They got ready, they went to the club, they had girl the, dancing. They're going to the and, the <laughs> and the girl is super in love with this very ugly yeah. rapper guy. <laughs> <laughs> of course, and all her friends are as well. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, yeah. So yeah, that has been definitely weighing on me. Um, cause of course, you know, getting into the industry, you want to just do anything yeah. to, to get a name and not anything. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> you no. know, I've been working great jobs, but it's not, it's definitely not where I want to be. And it's not the, um, the story that I want to share. I, I am definitely a screenwriter and just a writer in general. I've written my whole life. I write poetry and I write screenplays. Um, I love it. And the injustices that I have seen in my, in my own life, like firsthand have been huge. Um, I went to school with a lot of trans people. Um, with a lot of gay people who, well, my best friend growing up, she went, she was sent to conversion camp. Um, I like this. Three times, actually. And mm -hmm. her father is a, uh, is a pastor, is like a reverend. Oh my God. I'm going to admit, and I didn't think that was a real thing. I thought that was just a movie. Well, it's, I thought it was, but like years ago. Yeah, no, I didn't no, know that was a it's current it's actually you can the parents can sign something if the kid is under 17 and it releases uh them from any psychological physical damage that happens to their child a parent can just sign over and just say uh yeah shock my child until they're not gay anymore <sighs> And that's, yeah, that's a real, real like actual thing. shocks, like electricity shocks, electroshocks, well, whatever, yes. whatever it takes, I guess, right? I whatever mean, it takes. Yeah. So, which, oh my God, that's fucking disgusting. Mm -hmm. Um, and our current vice president actually has paid lots of money to keep that going. Uh, Mike mm -hmm. Pence really okay. loves conversion camp. Is it cause he's gay? I think so. <laughs> yeah, <maybe. laughs> oh. um, I that, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like still a thing no yeah i thought that was yeah one of those things you see in a movie but i didn't know that was already no it's it's real it's real and it's current because it's it was supposed to stop recently there were like hrc and lambda um legal like some big lobbying groups have been fighting against all of this obviously for a while because uh, it shouldn't be happening so but is it legal or no it's still legal. Or they, or, or they cover it under, like, I don't know, like, mental health institute kind of shit to make it shady. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. like, like I was saying, like, if your parents sign it over, then it's fine. Yeah. So, nice. if you believe that your kid really needs to get shocked, it's really fucked. It's That's really... I mean, it's, it's torture. It's, yeah. it's waterboarding. It's, you know, it's the yeah. same crap that they do torturing kids and torturing people. And it's fucked up on both sides. It's like, I mean, you've got the, the, the staff running the, the institute. That, I mean, just to work there and, and, and to be involved in that, it's one thing. And also you have the, the parents that... That sign it. Because, I mean, and, and like, there is... Like, I, I grew up, like, in a really... I don't think I've shared that with you yet, but here we are. Uh, like, I, I grew up in, like, a small... Small town, bigger than yours. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not that small. <laughs> but like in a racist, homophobic environment, stuff like that. Like, don't come back home with a not-white girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Don't be gay. I'll shoot you, this kind of thing. Like, don't, don't oh. do all that. Uh, so, um, but I mean, saying that, I don't... 
They would not have sent you to a Yeah, I don't think they would have sent me to an institute to fix me, you know? Like, I'm quoting it. Uh, Yeah, maybe I would have been kicked out, and I've seen that before. Like, I know know some people in my village that kicked out the kids because he was gay. Yeah. Uh, But I feel like that's a fucking holds the level to literally say like, hey, can you fix my kid? Because he's, he's that, got a, I don't know. I don't think it exists in Europe, does it? I, I mean, I've never well, heard I mean, of that. I, I didn't know it was it, the I things, exists, I don't know. I think it exists everywhere. And they, yeah, but they might say, you know, mental other. health issue. Um, it's, yeah. it's like a mental yeah. health institute. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's covered. Yeah, maybe. And mm-hmm. it's just when you go, you ask like, yeah, my, my kid, he's got like this thing, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's really shady, I guess. Yeah. I, I know I some that. kids that I went to college with that it wasn't shock therapy, but it was just abusive therapy. And yeah. it was just to fix their effeminization, like that their parents thought they were too effeminate. So they had to be like, or not they had to be, but they were sent to these yeah. camps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, just like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like shocked. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and well, now we talk about that. How did your parents react on your side? So yeah. So I, I like I was saying, I grew up in this rural town, um, mm. and even though it didn't match my values, it matched my parents' values uh, a lot more. Um, mm. So in my house, we grew up very Republican, conservative, like uh, Catholic. Mm. Um, so they honestly i cannot complain at all because i thought they were going to kick me out i thought they were going to disown me but the i came out to them when i was um 19. so i had just i was like in my second year of college Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i came over for thanksgiving and we're like (laughs) <laughs> I, I remember joking with my family like my brother and my sister I, I told them first and they were both fine um but i told my parent or my brother and sister i was like yeah i'm gonna just do it while we're doing like what we're grateful for at this dinner table for thanksgiving <laughs> i'm grateful for women because i'm gay next somebody else go <laughs> wait what <laughs> butter pass the butter <laughs> It's not how it went down, um, yeah. <laughs> but I always—that's always how I wanted it to do. <laughs> uh, no, I told my mom. Um, I told my mom first, and she had actually had a dream that uh, that I was gonna tell her, and that in her dream she went insane, like oh. like yeah. went on like a rampage kind of thing. Like she went super crazy and couldn't handle it. Um, but it, that dream actually prepared her. So when Do you think I they actually knew before you told them, or was it kind of a surprise? Or so I think you know some people say like, oh my, you know, yeah. we're kind of waiting for our kid to come out, and it's kind yeah. of obvious. And like, they they, they did not. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. Like I wore cargo shorts my whole life. Like <laughs> <laughs> I love clogs. You know? <laughs> I'm just kidding, lesbians. I've seen I've seen you in the dress. <laughs> I look great in a dress. <laughs> But I always preferred basketball shorts. <laughs> yeah. Um. So there were definitely there were definitely signs, but I didn't even know. Like now, like looking back, I'm like, oh my god, I was in love with all my teachers. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I did, but I really didn't know, and I feel very grateful that I didn't realize that it didn't like uh, come up 
until after I graduated high school. So that I was already out of this really small town. Because mm. oh, yeah. it was when I did come out, um, it was really hard for my parents in m- more of the way of how people in town started treating them. Oh, okay. judging. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So like, I, I remember just like on Facebook, like I, I couldn't, I didn't post anything about being gay for like a really long time. Mm. And, and like something came out and like some people would say shit to my, like they said things to my mom and a, like at a bar and I'm like, what, you know, like people, yeah. would, they're bored, you know, small town mm. people. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, when I came out to her, she, they were, um, she was fine. She was like, are you going to start dressing like a boy now? I'm like, mom, I've always kind of dressed like a, a boy and a girl. I do whatever, you know, clothes isn't gendered, number one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she was like, are you going to, like, are you going to still, how can you get married and how can you have children? And I'm like, I can do everything, you know, it's, it's going to be different. And I think the big thing for them was how am I going to survive? Like, mm-hmm. How is the world going to treat me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that was their biggest like, concern, yeah, which I'm very grateful and... that that was their biggest concern was, yeah. mm. you know, it isn't easy. It's and especially being in the South and even being in Miami, gay isn't even though you think of Miami really? Beach as like a big gay Mecca, mm. it's still very, very conservative. And thing it's, is, it's also I don't know, but I like usually and again it's like that in france like the latino people are quite there's this macho thing that yeah um and miami is quite away so you see yeah exactly really latino so i guess there's this something involved in that absolutely yeah um and even if even though people aren't like practicing catholics they're still very much in the catholic mentality hmm. um or just in the other christian mentalities and hmm. So, yeah, like even my family in Miami to this day, like they love me, but they'll they'll say real fucked up homophobic stuff like, you Mm. know, and they'll be like, oh, you know. We understand that you're gay, but we think that all the other gay people choose to be gay. Like, why Mm. would people choose to be gay? Like, you really still believe that? And they and they do. So, like, even though I've been able to help and teach and like you know help evolve my family in that way there's definitely yeah it's just you <laughs> not yeah. the whole you're okay being gay but everybody else yeah, yeah. you're the you exception <laughs> yeah the other people i've never seen my well, again, like from my point of view it's really easy for me to say that obviously but i i, I thought miami was it might it might not be like the best place but i guess it's better than a lot of places no yeah it, it's definitely I mean, a lot better than a lot yeah. of places i think I think the worst time I've had, um, or like the worst uh, discrimination, I don't want to say abuse, like I've been yelled at definitely, Mm. Um, but I would say that it would be at like Latin bars, like Mm. when I first moved to Miami and I would go out to Latin bars with girls and like my partner and um, we would definitely get harassed, Mm. like there was no way that we could be having like a nice evening of drinks or dancing and not get harassed. Like harassment was going to come at some point. And yeah, 
it and which is funny because I thought that it was going to be different from the South, and it's really similar to the South. Like mm. the bars that I would go that. to in I'm in my hometown in Ath or in my college town in Athens, Georgia. Um, it was I got a similar reaction from the Southern boys that I got from the Latino men, mm. which is interesting. And it's I mean, so sad that you've got to like you know go out and just expect it. Like it's going to happen. Just when's mm -hmm. it going to like? when it's rather when rather than if which is so sad that you've got to kind of just put up with yeah. it and it's just part of life i guess like it, like it's yeah i don't like for us like as straight white people again you know everything going yeah. on with the black lives and everything at the moment like for us yeah. like we don't notice no things idea. like that that <laughs> just, would be yeah. an issue for gay people to kind of have to put up with on a daily basis yeah. but yeah. yeah i mean i think now i I feel that I'm not the context for that as much in in my life. Like I, even if there are comments or if there is anything, I'm not noticing it. I'm not mm. paying attention to it. I think initially I was hypersensitive to it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I even know like something that I had to struggle or that I still am struggling with is just my masculinity. I had, I'm already six foot tall. Um, and I would have to, I feel like I would have to grow even taller, <laughs> you know, walking into bars just to like intimidate so that I could, you know, protect. Yeah. And that was something that was that, you know, yeah, <laughs> just having to go back and forth and just being like, oh, I have to be this hyper masculine to mm. protect my significant other. Like, yeah. Which is silly instead of just being able to like go out and yeah, relax. And just <laughs> enjoy like yeah. everyone, yeah. And has it ever been an issue in your professional life? What do you mean? Um, well, like, the f I don't know, like, have you lost a job because you're gay? Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, 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 is, is, it, is it like a very, really, I, I don't know this word, but like the music video uh is it like a really macho or even just actually being a woman i feel it's like quite a, a manly match macho world to work right absolutely so yeah that's a so i mean point. yeah it's not even just about the fact that you, you your sexual orientation just being a woman i guess as a producer in in this field must be quite tough no yeah definitely um i have that, that I mean, that's another post that definitely my I have to be hyper masculine mm. Mm. just to kind of demand respect whenever yeah. I because a lot of times I am um, if I'm producing, then I'm I'm everyone's boss. Yeah. <laughs> so a bunch of Latin men aren't going to be thrilled with that, you know. Um, and so I have been tested. Definitely. It's been tested. Mm. Uh, mm. People have said things and but I mean, I let it, you know. I either, you know, I stand up for myself whenever it's necessary. Um, but I would say, I mean, I've never lost a job. Uh, I think the worst was like the initial, like, I'm out. Like when I came out, I, I lost like a lot of friends, but it was great. It mm -hmm. was like a, a reaping or, you know, like a getting yeah. rid of what wasn't yeah. necessary anyways. Yeah. Um, and, but no, I mean, I have always presented myself as a lesbian woman so <laughs> yeah so like, instead <laughs> of a lot of times um i instead of even getting like shunned i'll get a little too much attention 
in the way that like guys will be like yo check out this girl and i'm like i'm still a woman like i'm not gonna sexualize the hell out of somebody walking by you know like (laughs) yeah yeah or like look at this picture i'm like i'm not your buddy like that like don't show me things like that i don't want (laughs) to see (laughs) i'm not one of the boys yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right and if we bring it back to uh so the the music industry and and so right now you're filming a lot of like you say like commercial or miami style music video um but what's your goal like where would you like to in which direction would you like to go eventually um so definitely the screenwriting um so i'm working on a script right now that brings a lot of aspects of me all together um so i'm very spiritual i i believe very strongly in like reincarnation and just the soul i just believe that the soul is just such a magnificent giant part of the universe and we are all one so that's definitely where i'm going with my with my script right now is bringing i won't tell you too much about it but <laughs> there's there's Just multiple storylines and they all connect in a really beautiful natural way and just showing us that we are all the same and that we've all been through similar things like we have you know and not necessarily even though we've had like a privileged life in this life who knows the abuses that we have received in the past lives Mm. and uh, you know we take everything with us we're constantly evolving we're constantly trying to get better and that's that's the beauty of life you know um and so yeah i feel like just if we could just understand each other's differences respect them you know and just see that we are all very very different but we're all very much the same and that we are Mm. all stardust like we are all connected we are one beautiful part of the whole and um yeah i I'm really excited about it. I have been more meditating <laughs> than writing during this <laughs> during COVID, but I feel that I'm in like a hibernation kind of period, just trying to get it all together. Yeah. Um, I really, um, yeah, and I feel that that's that'll bring so much peace to the world, and that's that's definitely my goal in life, and I really feel that that's my purpose is to is to show people that we are all one like there is no difference there is no separation Hmm. every time you see something in someone that you dislike that's that's an aspect of you like what does that show you about you that you need that you get to work on Hmm. and even like stopping ourselves from judgment like every time you know anything like what part of that who is that person inside of you what part of that is is you mm. yeah and about your script uh so when the day is going to be completed how how are you going to make it is going to be a movie a theater yeah. a tv movie. show like uh yeah i believe a movie um okay. even though everyone is like always oh, tv shows like series are very yeah. popular like in everything but i i have always envisioned it as a movie as like mm-hmm. a like an hour and a half two hour movie <clears throat> okay so i think that will i think that will happen 
But unless That'd it just awesome. keeps going, unless it becomes a series, then great. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> just then I can just milk it can, forever and just can, keep can, going. Can you keep can you keep us a little role in the backstage just to say hi? Of course. So we can say we'll no. be in a movie. Are you guys <laughs> We're gonna have a huge red carpet. Yes. <laughs> Jayla is gonna, gonna be party. there. Yes, Jayla's gonna be there. Everyone's gonna be there. Drake <laughs> is gonna be there. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah. I definitely. It's. It's coming together. I think life is... I, I believe in everything. The synchronicities, just the path. I am exactly where I am for the exact reason that I'm here. You know, everything is so perfect. Um, even if it seems insane. <laughs> yeah. You can be both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um and also, so I, I I remember that you mentioned something about uh, during the training about giving a voice to uh, the one that's been that have been like shut down and and the, all the voiceless people that have been abused or whatever happened. Um, so I guess this is coming from what you've seen and experienced, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, like, do you, you want to explain to wh where it's coming from and, and what's your, how you envision it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so, um, I, yeah, I mean, just coming from where I come from, seeing even loving people be hateful, um, you know, like even people in my own family, the way that they would talk about gay people or the way mm. that they would talk about trans people, just mm. those or like the little racist comments like, you know, people don't think that those are detrimental. Like mm. they think that they can say something like Cubans a lot of times will say like little things that you're like, you know, that's racist. <laughs> like, you know, you can't. And it's and it's it's something that's internalized and even if you're you're like yeah that's racist but in your head that makes you feel that you are better than someone else like mm. those little ticks you know even if you're like saying like a little joke haha that's funny because puerto ricans are dumber than cubans or you know like whatever yeah, yeah, it yeah. is like the stupidities that we create that we're all we're all the same like you know um so all of those things have just really like built up on each other in my head and like I've seen the damage. I've seen the damage of of depression, depression leading to alcoholism, alcoholism leading to abuse, to death. Mm. Um, I've I've lost people to drug abuse, too. And I mean, it's all it's all those little ticks, you know, mm. it's all those little lines just coming and building on each other and stuff and or or even just towards the masculine i you know thinking about like family members like being told not to cry hmm. you know be a man being told not to cry being a man being told that he has to be the protector of the family he has to be xyz it's like well no why can't we all just be the protector of the family why can't we all just be one hmm. you know one solid family and it doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't have to be separated. Um, and that's, yeah. So 
giving that voice to those people who aren't going to talk. Hmm. Um, and I believe that I have a gift in that form, in that way that I really, I have spoken to those people, <laughs> you know, I have spoken and I've been able to get a grown man to, to open up about that, like about what are your dreams and like, oh, you don't have any dreams anymore. Why? Let's, let's talk about that. Like, why don't you have dreams anymore? Oh, because you think that you only have to provide for the family and that's your only goal hmm. and that's it. Like that you can't be more than just the breadwinner or you can't be more than just this, you know, this masculine, yeah. whatever it is, or the feminine, obviously the same mm. thing with the woman or whatever. Yeah, um, I guess if we take the cliche of like, especially in, in the Latino community of like the, the man working and the, and, and the woman raising the child and, and cooking dinner, like just, just something as basic as that, I guess, like yeah definitely going out of the spiral with even within just my both both my parents like i've seen how damaging each one of those roles is to them Mm, like my mom worked for the irs and she made like three times what my dad was making and my dad made her quit her job like to to raise us Mm. and he was a plumber and i mean Thank God my mom worked for the IRS and was uh, obviously she was an accountant as well. So she was really well, really great at like making our the little bit of money that my dad would make. Yeah, she would make it last for us. But um, but, you know, made more sense for them to switch. Yeah, yeah, it would have made more sense. I mean, I don't know how great my dad would have. (laughs) (laughs) That's another story. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, so yeah, just. Because people also don't think that those stories are worth telling, you know? And, yeah. oh, it happens over and over and over. Just because it happens over and over and over doesn't mean that it's not It doesn't make piece. it right. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make it right. It doesn't make that, you know, <laughs> that men expect women to do X, Y, Z and the opposite. Like, it shouldn't be like that. It's, mm. and I really, like, I'm, I have a lot of friends who are gender neutral that, um, that i believe that the world is moving towards that and i really i'm, I'm really sorry i'm gonna what does that mean okay perfect i'm sorry but <laughs> no no thank you for asking um so gender neutral or gender non-binary hmm. so pretty much what it means is that uh a person does not identify with the female or the male okay they're they don't want to be called a woman or a man and like thinking about the roles of a man and a woman, I could totally see that. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be categorized with this type of woman, and I don't want to be categorized with this type of man. So okay. I would love to be third gendered, you know. And I mean, even whenever I say third gendered, what comes up is, uh, it, like in the Native Americans, they actually would celebrate the third gendered people, mm-hmm. and a lot of times those would be people that would be their spiritual leaders um and they were not they didn't really identify with the male or the female and they embodied both which is what we do every human is a balance of male and female and that's i think that's one of our hardest uh (laughs) our hardest uh challenges in life is to embody both and to be the strength and the compassion the love and the understanding and, and that strength and yeah okay um 
so yeah back to gender neutral uh i have a lot of friends who are gender neutral um they go by they them pronouns Hmm. so the same way like you would say like if you didn't know the sex of a child you'd be like oh they're so beautiful uh what's their name yeah, you wouldn't say what's you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. and I mean, people are like, "Oh, but the grammar, the grammar." They went to the store, and it's only one person. Mm-hmm. But it's like, get over it. <laughs> like, if yeah, that you know, it's that's what it is. It's they them. Yeah. Um. There are other options, but they them is the most popular. Uh, but yeah. So I feel that the world is gonna go towards, towards that, <laughs> towards you know clothes not being gendered humans not really being gendered or just being on the spectrum the same way as sexuality i'm i feel that humans are on the spectrum of sexuality because there's not sexuality isn't necessarily i don't know if you guys have heard of the kinsey scale but it talks about it breaks down sexuality into like five aspects and and one of them is who do you prefer to spend time with like a females like the opposite sex or the same sex so it's even something like that, like, you know, it's all of these different aspects of you. It's like, what turns you on or what do you want to be around? Like, mm. what makes you feel comfortable? So it's and it puts people on a spectrum. And, you know, I think once we start realizing that we are all one, that we all have been men and women, we all have been every nationality. We have, you know, we've evolved so much as a soul and that we can connect and we don't have to be so rigid with all of our titles and DC I was going to say we like labels we love <laughs> we labels, love labels. We love and we labels. we we feel I feel like we feel the need to label everything you know like you oh I'm not going to eat meat okay so you are blah 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 no I just don't want to eat much meat I, <laughs> I don't need to have a name for it you know or like yeah so yeah yeah we we like to label everything <laughs> it's true we do and Especially that's even you. something that I've struggled with just like with the label of lesbian. Like sometimes I'll say I'm a lesbian and then people are like, oh, you're an angry feminist. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not burning my bra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wearing sports bras. Let me be. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And actually, that's actually a different thing. Uh, a lot of a lot of my like LGBTQ plus uh friends and family like have have moved over to using the word queer versus like gay yeah. i was gonna have... ask about that because i think okay. when i was younger queer was not a good word to use yeah and then now it is and i'm like it's always kind of you don't want to say the wrong thing like you, you don't want to say oh that person's gay like just like they naturally mm-hmm. are but then sometimes gays like oh that person's gay and that's like a, an insult and like is queer the right thing to say and it's sometimes things change mm-hmm. and cross over a little bit and yeah so why, is, why is it going that way back to queer then being a good word? Do you so, know? So <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually it's really interesting. I started talking to my mom about it, and she was like, "But queer was bad before. I remember yeah. when queer was bad." Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, but it's kind of like, well, I don't even want to. I was gonna say like dyke. Like, yeah. I can call myself a dyke, <laughs> and my friend can call me a dyke. But if you say that fucking dyke, then yeah. there's a different thing, you know? Yeah." And I think it's the same thing with queer, that if you say, oh, I was hanging out with my queer friends, that's, uh, it's so, it's being used as like an umbrella term. So okay. for Just gender. Just under the whole, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yeah. So, and I mean, not everyone uses it. Uh, a lot of gay men do not like it. I know a lot of lesbians don't like it as well. Um, I like it because it is a, it's an all-inclusive term. Mm-hmm. So it includes gender non-binary people. Mm-hmm. Um, it includes <laughs> the first time actually that queer was explained to me <laughs> was in college. And I was like, queer, queer is bad. And she was like, no, my girlfriend is queer because she really loves giant masculine muscle men and lesbians. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that makes her queer? And she's like, yeah, it's just the gray area. Just anything that's gray area, just throw it under the queer. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I'll take it, whatever. <laughs> yeah, when you can't find the right label, you use this one then. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, and I mean, a lot of like the queer community is really like taking it, taking a liking to it and it's growing as a queer community. Um, I think also lesbian is kind of makes it that you are a, oh, I don't know if you guys know this word, cisgendered. Have you guys ever heard that? I so C-I-S gendered. Hmm. So I'm a cisgendered female, and, which means that I identify with the biological parts that I was born with. Hmm. And like my gender identity matches my physical body. Okay. So that makes me a cisgendered female. Okay. And you guys would be cisgendered male and cisgendered female. Which also, you know, that that's kind of like part of like privilege. We you you know, we use it mm-hmm. as like a I don't know, like uh yeah. Like, you know, it it's it's a we're I don't want to even say that word. Like we're privileged that we are what we yeah, what yeah. we were born with you know yeah. we yeah. that there's a match we identify there's, yeah, a, physic- that, there's exactly. a physical and 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 yeah. i don't know spiritual whatever yeah. the word is match yeah exactly and yeah. yeah and just not dealing with having to be trans or yeah you know and yeah so yeah um and um <laughs> No, yeah. So when so when you say you would like to give a voice to to all those people and everything, how do you see like a, a interview, podcast, movie, <laughs> stories? Like, what's the how do you see it? Stories. Um. So at this point, like, um, yeah, I would say just through my scripts. Um, okay. I have like in college, I had like a a zine that we were doing. And I would interview people there. And um, so, yeah, just listening to people's stories. Like, I mean, anybody that I meet that I find interesting, um, I just love to hear people's story. I want I want to know what has shaped them into exactly who they are right now mm-hmm. and what, you know, what puts fire under their asses. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what what turns you on? Like, what gets you going? Like, why... Because people are very passionate, and right now we're seeing so much passion. Um, you know, there's just so much. There's so much need for connection, and so much room for love, and for growth and evolution. And and I really feel that like um, I've been put on this planet to help with that, to to bring passion to people who don't feel passionate. Or also, like 
or who don't know how to access their passion, I guess. Because mm. I've always been passionate about everything. Like, it could be anything. And I would, <laughs> you know, I would be defending it less. I'm like, no, <laughs> you will be nice to them. <laughs> no, I love grilled cheese. <laughs> so, yeah, I think just through my scripts, um, through stories, and through education, um, hmm. you know, I really, I talk to people every time. I've always told people that I'm an open book. Um, I know that I've been the only gay person or queer person that a lot of people have even spoke to, spoken to. Um, and whenever that happens, I'm like, let me give you my full attention so that I can educate as much as possible and we can explore things together. You know, I want you to feel comfortable and understand that I am a human being and mm. understand that you and I are the same, even though we don't agree with the president, you know, or we yeah, don't agree, matter, yeah. you know, and I really feel that it's finding that common ground, um, mm. that that's what life is about is finding that common ground because it's everything, you know, we, we are all the same. We, and people care about protecting their families. Like mm. people care about, where they live and you know we all have the same interests we just get to uh find that common ground yeah it's interesting you're saying that because uh like if, if i think if you can find a way to use your talents to educate people this way that i think that's a, a massive game changer because like i can relate to to, to that like the the like you would have <laughs> we we would have talked when i was i don't know like fif before my 20s uh, yeah like 15 18 16 whatever like i would have judged you like fuck <laughs> like <laughs> um, because because i've been told that you know like being gay was a disease yeah that's what i've been told i think that was, that was the main one uh it was like something wrong with you like mm -hmm. it's not normal like, and, and everything and and the reason we are able to have this conversation today is just because i was ignorant at one point and 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 then i didn't have all the information and then i because yeah i've never met like during this time i've never met anyone uh that was not heterosexual Mm -hmm. that's it like really uh as, it was as simple as that so um yeah it's just after like learning and and meeting people and finding out like yeah actually okay he's gay but he looks like pretty normal to me like <laughs> yeah. uh, you know like and 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 then you learn and so yeah i really think that education and educating people is the key to to prevent all the fights and the division that we have right now and it's the same for like racism or or, or any any kind say, of discrimination it's it's, it's just it, ignorance mm -hmm. i think for you a big one was traveling because like you saw yeah. a muslim who didn't want to blow us up yeah and, like, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, so, yes. like you saw a black person yeah. want to shoot you and like or also a gay guy you didn't try to touch my ass like every, all all these things that i've been told for years and years and years were like actually they're all pretty right. <laughs> like, We're not interested in yours. Yeah, in like, <laughs> like everyone seems pretty normal, you know. Like, yeah. and yeah, and that's. I think that's as well. Though, when you realize that, like, 
Yeah. Yes, like you might be a Muslim living in Borneo, or you might be a black person living in the States, or a white person living in Europe, or whatever. Like, and no matter, matter. You want, like, like, yeah, you still want to. We still have a good time. Provide like, for your family <laughs> and, and live a happy life, yeah. look after your children, and do all the normal things that everyone wants to do. And that's kind of, I think that's kind of what. Yeah, yeah. Like. But yeah, but the reason was ignorance at the beginning from exactly. the start. It was just like, I've been told things that run true, and mm-hmm. and and a lot of people never ignorance get out of this uh, cycle. Yeah. Some a lot of people. St- I, I could have stayed in France in my village and 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 grew up this way and hate the fucking entire world. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, I don't blame you for that. That's just what you were told as a child. Like you believe what you're told yeah. as a child. It wasn't like. But then, isn't that everyone? Like, you know, if we break it down, isn't that everyone? What they were told at their yeah. home. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. Because yeah, yeah my parents yeah. were like that because of their parents and etc. Yeah. It didn't come from yeah. That's. So, like, it's breaking it down to that. Like, if yeah. everyone can see this, what we just, <laughs> exactly what we just said, like, yeah. it's ignorance. It's, yeah. and, like, I really think the word homophobia, like, it used to bother me. Because I'm like, mm. why is it, like, fear of gay people? Like, gay people aren't coming at you with pitchforks and, like, you know. <laughs> but it's, it's <laughs> I've never thought about it this way. It's That's interesting. It's a fear of, of the unknown. It's yeah. ignorance. Mm. And, like, the second that somebody takes a second... And you meet one person. You meet one Muslim person. I met one Muslim person in in college, and she changed my life. You know, like, and I'm, you know, you meet one person, and it just has to humanize those type of people. Anyone. It just needs, you need a human. And, I mean, that's the big link that's missing is taking, is people taking the time to being like, let me talk to you. Like, let me talk to these people in this small a uh, rural town that you know really do believe that Muslims are bad people or mm-hmm. gay people are gonna come and rape them or I don't even know you know like yeah, no, yeah but yeah whatever story you make told. up yeah but they they're constantly hearing the same story they're hearing the exact same narrative over yeah. and over and over mm-hmm. and it does just take one person to change that that's that's the power I think of filmmaking of the power of media is that we can we can open someone's eyes just like yeah Shift like my dad's eyes like mm-hmm. my my dad was homophobic racist islamophobic every kind of you know and it was just because he didn't know anybody who who he cared about mm-hmm. that was that or that identified with that or knew anybody else who knew anybody else you know yeah, yeah. Like, it, exactly. Like, if you had stayed in your town, and it's not your fault. It wouldn't have been your fault that you would have believed all of these things because that's that's all of your all of your teaching, all of your yeah. development. Mm. It's, it's really amazing, like, if we can just... It's just putting a human to each one of these stories and, like, you know, taking away the criminal aspect and... Yeah, Yeah, because like you said, it's about uh, we are scared of the unknown and we are scared of anything different. Yeah. So if you are, and and, and I guess it's true for anyone, but like I'm going to take my example, like white, uh, heterosexual. Okay, so I'm going to, I don't understand, like something is different if someone not white and, and someone with another sexual orientation. So that's where the, that you... There is a difference there, so I can either 
take the time to understand and, and educate myself and then I'll be all right. Or I can just say, this is different. Stay away. I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that's where you create the division and the mm-hmm. judgment and everything. Yeah. So it's, it's really interesting. Like during all of this, um, cause a lot of times, you know, we want to talk about the, the fear aspects of what is happening but really as you know as light workers as people who believe that we should be bringing light to the world um we should only be really talking about the the healing and really talking about like the education and and just bringing love like add love just keep adding love to it like even if somebody gets really heated with a conversation because obviously there all of this is happening and we're people are seeing their privilege which is beautiful i'm Mm -hmm. seeing my privilege you know i don't look typically gay and i you know i actually i wrote a poem about it yesterday just talking about how like the privilege of if i'm walking by myself i look like a white woman you Mm. know yeah um if i'm with my very loud mother or you know my (laughs) my dad who looks darker than us like people would have known that i was latina Mm. Right. or or if I'm holding hands with my girlfriend, then I could possibly get it. But honestly, I pass. I am yeah, yeah. what they call passing. And, okay. and that's privilege. And I get to see that. And we all get to see that. We all get to see how we're privileged mm. and how we get to take a step back, see that, and see how we can help. Um, because there is a lot of power in that. Like, use your damn privilege. Mm. Like... I saw something today just about using your class privilege. Like, yeah, if you got money, help. <laughs> you know, like if you're if you're in that type of space, like don't hide. Don't be ashamed. Help. Like get on those front lines and talk yeah. about it. Like, yes, this happens in my in my family and I'm going to talk to my family about it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have that awkward conversation at dinner. I'm going to, you know, call up my racist mom and be like mom you can't say that like that's not and do you believe what you're even saying you know like you know the yeah just all the shit that just keeps that we we say because people have told us to say it or the jokes and like it's like that's not even you you don't mm. have to that doesn't have to be mm. the way that you what you believe or whatever yeah all right and I've got one last question personally is what the fuck are you waiting for to actually do your thing? Like take your camera right now, go interview people and put it online. (laughs) Yeah. I really get to, I, (laughs) yeah. And I mean, I already have, like, I, I I mean, I have so many stories. Like I, when I was in college, I did a women in faith documentary and I also have a documentary that I went and shot in Cuba. I, Mm. I think I have a, a, a finishing project problem. <laughs> okay. I think we all can, but I really... <laughs> I went and shot in Cuba about uh, homosexuality and the Cuban culture, oh. and it was awesome. I have, a, I have a freaking interview with Mariela Castro, the niece of Fidel Castro. Um, wow. Yeah, on, on her views on, on the gay issue in Cuba and okay. in the Cuban culture. So like I have I have a lot of interviews. I have a lot that I could put together and just put it together, but 
I don't know what I'm waiting for. Stop meditating. Do it. <laughs> you had three fucking months. <laughs> I know. I know. It's true. Well, I look I... forward to watching that when you do finish it. So thank you. You've already yeah. got two viewers here that want like, to watch it. So thank you. come on, you've got a talent. You've got the skills. Yeah. You don't have a fucking excuse, Liz. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I feel like social media like bothers me though. Like. Mm. I, and pay I people that for I that. Have to be through social media. You know what I mean? Like pay people. You don't have yeah. to do everything. You you do your job. You do your thing. You you are good at. You said you are good at listening and you're good at I'm telling stories. Having people, like, yeah. So you do you do that and just finish the file and then you give it to someone else who's good to mm. publish it. You know. You do this. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> you don't have to do everything. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. I yeah I think that's too. Uh, yeah, it's the perfection in me. The yeah, perfectionist. Well, but the and perfectionist sure is, 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 is stopping you to... Yeah, she can. Yeah, I can. I get that. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to finish something. And then the second that it's done, you're opening it up to judgment. So there's that. Which Whenever I'm I do okay with shoot. judging. People judging me. You can judge me, but I don't want my art judged. Uh, <laughs> Whenever no, I do a photo good. shoot, like, I enjoy it. And then I edit it and I think they're good. And if I look back at them like a week later, I'm like, oh my God, these photographs are absolute dog shit. And Jeremy's like... You loved them a week ago. I was like, yeah, but that was a week ago. They're horrible. They're awful. <laughs> but, yeah. It's true. We're our worst critics. Yeah, really. Yeah. But if that's stopping us, then there's a problem. Yeah, especially because, like, what you can do can have a massive impact. Yeah. And, yeah, photographs of dogs is not the same I as mean, what you're doing. Well, you're so bringing you people joy, <laughs> but, like, you can have a massive... And especially right now, like, Im- like now people are listening. Now people are eager to, to learn. Mm-hmm to understand and to 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 get it so now is the fucking time (laughs) and i think as well now is the time that people like myself and i guess jeremy as well like realizing our privilege with everything going on with the black lives matter thing like i never really thought about being a white yeah we don't question anything yeah so i think now is the time as well to think about being a privilege as well as being straight white woman Mm -hmm. rather than just being a white woman so that's like an you know it'd be good to listen to other people's stories to think oh shit okay that you know this happens and that happens and And our responsibility as as forward moving, forward thinking people, this mm. is our responsibility. Like mm-hmm. now is the time. Like yeah. we do get to be awkward with our family. We are you know, or our, our racist friend or our, you know, ignorant people in our lives yeah. that like yeah. and you know, we don't have to come at it from uh you're ignorant, here's here are all the inf- here's all the information. Yeah. It's just like no, this is a human being. You get to meet this human being and see that they love tractors just like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you can tell you grew up on a farm. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> I'm like looking at a tractor right now. <laughs> That's also the first time I think we've heard the word tractors in a podcast. That yeah. tra- how many Perfect. episodes is that? I don't Done. know. Like 12, tractors going to be in my <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, but yeah, you're super talented, so you need to yeah. do Thank it. It's you. important. I appreciate that. Thank you. Don't don't focus on the uh, booty shake. Focus on yeah. that. Okay. If you ever exactly. need someone to kick your ass, Jeremy's really good at like <laughs> Rosie, would. sort your shit out. Get the fucking work done. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever need that, just call him up and just say, right, Jeremy, I need a good talking to, and he'll just perfect. I do need that. No, but yeah, especially right now. What? No, but it's interesting because right now you you have. Everyone is aware of mm-hmm. uh, of those uh, 
privilege and, and people are really interested to, to listen and to learn. So anything you can put out right as soon as possible, like people are going to be, people are asking for it. There is a demand. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> there's, the, there's space, there's space for that. So, and, and, and it's not just like for the sake, for like you, you, you would be telling me you want to do something just for the sake of making money and whatever. Like I, I would not be so pushy, but like the reason is that that can have a massive impact. <laughs> it's not just yeah. So and I'm, and I'm not interested in the money. I'm yeah, no, interested in telling stories. You know. Like, so just just do it. <laughs> thank you. Just do it. Thank you. I need. I don't know. Oh, it's just the outlet. I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I just don't want to put my face. Don't take take a fucking other name. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You go on Instagram, on Facebook, on on any website. You book. You put a. There is a name generator online if you want. Okay, so you put a random name. Like this one is free. Done. That's it. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a, bit, it's a bit like the. This is a guy who's done in New York. No, it's called like People of New York or mm. like it's, oh, yeah. you know you don't have to call it with your name. Like just. That's true. You know, like, it doesn't matter. I don't know yeah. who is this guy personally, but everyone knows him. Everyone knows what's human of New York. Yeah, that's true. When I have no idea who's doing it, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not about him. It's about them. Stories. It's just like when we did this podcast. Like, it's not about us. Like, it's about you. Like, your name is going to be there. Like, mine is not going to be there. Yeah, it's not like podcast by Rosie and Jeremy. It's, <laughs> you know, it's it, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, it's true. It's true. All right. I want it. I want it right now. If anybody else listening to the podcast wants a good kick in the ass, find Jeremy on Instagram and he can like talk you into doing that project you want to do. And I, I and I can even I can even do it gratitude training way. Give me a date. When? By when? Because <laughs> that's gonna make you accountable for it. I and there's people started, listening. <laughs> I just started doing my resume yesterday and I realized I hadn't touched it since 2014. <laughs> and I work probably 30 jobs a year. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. I got to 2017 last night at 4 a.m. That's when. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I do. I deadline. I'll get, I'll, I'll get straight to that deadline. I'll send get that it to done. You, Jeremy. Yeah. I want to know. <laughs> And if you want help, if you don't know what to figure out, tell me, I'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll brainstorm. You have people ready to help. Thank you. You have a big community that. around you, so fucking use it. Yeah, it's true. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> right, less of Jeremy. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, no, we got a motivational coach over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but everyone's on like this style. <laughs> so... It works with me sometimes. Other times, I'm just like yeah. crying in the corner. Like, oh. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, that's, awesome. that's all I've got personally. I don't have any other question. Anything else you want to add? Um, no. Just thank you for this opportunity, and yeah, I'm I'm excited about the future. I really do. Although things look really crazy, I believe that we are on a path towards the heart and i think everyone is slowly moving that way and i think that the world is healing um and sometimes we have to make a lot of noise to get yeah. this crap that we want done so you know people out Be there nice. make your noise yeah <laughs> yeah there's hope including Don't give myself <laughs> yeah. 
Awesome. I don't have any questions. No? Jeremy's okay. like pushing me, like, I can't talk. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know what to say. That's fine. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, Liz, uh, for sharing your personal story and, and all your thoughts about that. Uh, I'm convinced that people are going to get value from listening to you and they would get even more if you would do your own thing. So I'm looking forward for it. Uh, and guys, if you want Liz to make it happen, like literally like spammer, I'm going to put the Instagram on a show note and send her like a million messages so she get it done. <laughs> Is it done yet? Is it done? <laughs> Where can people find you on socials if they do want to contact you for any reason? Um, on Instagram, I'm Liz R. Gonza. And yeah. Liz Argonza on Instagram would be the best way. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on our podcast. I loved the episode. It was really nice talking to you. Um, I'm looking forward to this documentary about Cuba when that gets done. No pressure from me, just from Jeremy. (laughs) But um, no, it's been wonderful. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me. This has been awesome. Thank you. Um, Yeah, that's it for the episode. Uh, We'll see you next Wednesday, as usual. Bye.